Hello beautiful souls and welcome to Active Creative Perspectives. I'm Valerie, your guide on this transformative journey where your unique prism of life unfolds in full spectrum. Your perspective is the key to unlocking boundless possibilities. Get ready for conversations that inspire, inform and activate your full potential. Today we have A Street that joining us from Netherlands. Thank you so much for your presence today. And it's such an honor for me. You're so welcome, Valerie. It's my honor to be here with you. And today I would like to start to tell the story of your life on your perspective and the journey that you've been on and where are you today? So if you can think of how do you feel today in your life and what was the journey to get where you are? Yeah, good question, Valerie. So my name is Astrid Marks. I'm from the Netherlands, born here. And um, where I am now, I'm 74 and I'm really glad to be that age because I've had a bit of a rough road like so many of us. And uh, at this moment, I am there where uh, I'm in economy, in, in economist. <laughs> and basically, I do have inner peace. And uh, that was what I have strived for when I began on my main journey. But first, I'd like to go back. No, okay. Uh, the main journey. Uh, I had an okay childhood here in Western Europe. And uh, I uh, met a wonderful man and I married him. And then uh, he died in a car accident when I was 25, when I was, uh, while I was pregnant. And so that, that was an absolute disaster. And a week later, the, the, the pregnancy uh, was interrupted. It was just uh, horrible. And then um, I, I, there was a, a moment that uh, everything was black and nothing mattered. And, uh, there was a moment that I thought, okay, I, I, I won't stay here on earth. And um, at that moment, there was uh, like an epiphany. Uh, a crystal clear uh, sky opened up. And uh, it, it showed me beyond the personal into the unpersonal and into eternal love, unconditional love. And uh, there was uh, the voice that says, you'll stay alive. And then I knew that if I wanted to stay alive or when I would do that, then I would um, really take on all the helping hands that were stuck out to me that were, uh, yeah, here's my English, sorry. But mostly that I needed to, um, if I'd stay alive, then I wanted to do it in capitals and go beyond uh, the um, this horrible feeling, uh, the, the blackness, and see what held me back from being totally me. So um, there began my journey, and it became uh, very emotional, and it turned out to become a spiritual journey. Uh, and what I found, I, I went. Um, uh, to uh, I went to travel to Australia and in North America, and uh, I found out I had inherited the shamanic gifts of my grandfather, much to my surprise. Um, and at first, I didn't really 
want to do anything with this because I felt it took me away from mainstream and I had this thing, oh, when I step out, then I'll be burnt on the stake, something like that. Uh, but then uh, gradually it came about that I could not, uh, it was too strong. This was just who I was, period. And uh, the beauty of it was that there were many uh, beacons on my journey, like uh, indigenous people who taught me the importance of rituals and of uh, being one with nature. And there were astrologers and therapists and, and uh, uh, many, many people were there to, um, to help me clear and clean out all the cobwebs in my mind and in my soul that were uh, remained. So uh, I'm very grateful for that. And also I have to say that my, um, my grandfather, he was a shaman, and uh, my family, my maternal ancestral family, they uh, were black people who were um, uh, shipped from Africa to Curaçao. And uh, that was only a few, uh, a few generations ago. So, uh, yeah, I have, uh, I have them to think I'm standing on their shoulders. And it, so it comes naturally. It, it does not. Uh, th that was also one of my problems, <laughs> because it came so naturally. I didn't put valid. Uh, I didn't value it as much. And only recently, when uh, with all the the glowing uh, reviews I'm getting, it, it dawns on me. Like, okay, yes, there. This is a gift that I can really um, help people with. And so I'm very. Uh, uh, very, very grateful for that, really. Um, so when yeah. you were on that journey, discovering your ancestors, um, everything, the gifts that were given by your bloodline and the richness and the knowledge that you were holding, um, can you expand more on what actually happened during that journey that you were evolving every time you uncovered new passes that you have inside you new gifts and how do you use them today uh yes i could do some uh, the journey was uh, such that um uh, i i have trusted that whenever my intuition said something i would listen to it and at the time, I stayed in Vancouver, British Columbia, which was then very, and still, I guess, but um, uh, all the beginning uh, spiritual people, teachers, they were there, like Eckhart Tolle and, and many others. Um, so it, it was a hotbed of uh, information there. But And then um, uh, one day I met a, a Swedish teacher and she told me, you have to go to Saskatchewan. And I'd never heard about it, but I learned it's a province in Canada. So in the breakfast meeting, I asked, can somebody tell me something about this? And one woman stood up and she said, yes, uh, um, it's there and you have to go. It will be a fork in the road. And, and she said, we've met before. And I didn't, I didn't uh, recognize her. And then later, it's always happened when you're doing dishes, I found, <laughs> or something like that. Later, when I did the dishes, uh, I found, oh my goodness, I met her in Finthorn in Scotland. 
of Findhorn used to be the very first, or maybe it was Esalen in California, the second one, spiritual community in the world. And uh, I'd been there and we had connected there for a short time. Anyway, she now said in Vancouver, BC, you have to go to Saskatchewan because it will be a fork in the road. And so I went and uh, Saskatchewan itself wasn't so spectacular, but uh, when I was there and packing my bag to get back, the, the voice said, you have to go to the Black Hills and uh, Black Hills in South Dakota. And it would really, I say, yeah, 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 it's okay. Um, I won't because I need to fetch a train, a plane to the Netherlands in a few days. But the, the, the voice was really, no, black hills, black hills. So I said, okay, okay, I'll go, I'll go. So off I went to the black hills, landed in a thunderstorm in on the plains, which was really enormous for me coming from a, a plain, a very flat country. Uh, it was really something. Anyway, I went to the Black Hills and um, uh, yeah, there was a, uh, uh, how do I say it? it is a sacred, uh, it's a sacred mountain for quite a few indigenous peoples. And I could really feel the sacredness of it. And it was as if uh, things were opened there. Um, I was there, it, it was a full moonlight. And for the first time in my life, I because I am a, an urban person, I laid down on the on the ground, uh, full full boom line there, spent there, and uh, I could feel it in my body. My body uh, just started to shake, totally to shake, and uh, uh, and I felt just uh, um, how do I say it melt away in the earth and become one with the earth and the moon and the stars, uh, everything, the universe. Um, and it was beyond my mind. I just could not fathom what happened there. But my body, uh, after that, I slept for a few hours, I think, and then I woke up and everything tingled, really. And um, so then that was, uh, something happened. I didn't know when, but what when I was back in Vancouver, there. Uh, I thought I'd better get a massage before going into the plane and back to the Netherlands. And um, the masseuse, I knew her, she had problems and I uh, I saw her problems. I, I could see beyond her, I could see her ancestral lines and how to deal with it. And I thought, oh, okay, this has been opened on the Black Hills. And so that, that was moment. the first time you've experienced that? Not really the first time, but the uh, uh, the most uh, spectacular, let's say it that way. Uh, because what I did find is that I could that there was a healing power in my hands. I had already found it out, and that was the same as my grandfather's. Uh, I knew he had that. Uh, so, and I had worked on uh, on a few friends. Like, okay, you're my guinea pigs. Do that. So it gradually uh, came clear. Um, and then later it became clear that I could uh, I could coach because I've been in the corporate world, so that was helpful. And so to to mix all these uh, things, and then of course um, I what came to me were uh, uh, were spirit guides in the form of power animals and of uh, uh, a few others. <laughs> let's say it that way. 
and they helped me as well. So I got a, a lot of help both uh, from the visible and the invisible world. Uh, yeah, that was basically, I don't know if that's enough question uh, asked or uh, answered. So by going into the spiritual realms and spiritual places that you visited physically and with your soul and meeting the guides on your path that are like real people and spiritual entities that would guide you and the voices so you were always leading to go somewhere else like to continue on your journey yes yeah it was like that and and uh, it was like a zigzag road i would land then in the black hills and then i went back uh, to the netherlands and then i went back again and then it it um uh, I went to the uh, islands near Vancouver and uh, had spiritual experiences there. Like for one, I, I asked um, uh, for a, a feather or an eagle feather to help me with my uh, with my sessions. And one uh, one day I was in one of the islands near uh, Vancouver, and uh, I was sitting on a rock, and there came a huge uh eagle sitting on a tree right by me and uh we just stared at each other for about 15 minutes i saw his enormous claws and peering piercing eyes and uh, and then when he flew away uh, uh i went to where he he had stood and there was standing a um uh, a feather just still uh, as if he just threw it out so it was standing upright in in uh, on the earth so uh, i really felt that the eagle gave it to me so i was very very i still have it <laughs> i was very very in awe of it and then i had a friend who was a um, um, an indigenous person and uh, i asked him if if he would uh, bless this um, a feather for me so he took he, he called two elders in and um and then we we blessed the feather and ever since i'm using it and speaking of indigenous people at the end of uh, about four or five years it lasted my this vision quest as i call it uh, at the end of which i was at another uh, in in oregon at another uh, indigenous reservation and um uh, there I was, uh, I did a sweat lodge with, with uh, an indigenous person. And after that, uh, as you may know, in sweat lodges, you go in and out and then uh, get water over yourself and you go back. Anyway, uh, I fell on the, on the, on a river. It was right at the river. I fell and my hand uh, in the river and she drew me out and uh i i was i fainted and i uh, i my, my my head was bruised and anyway she, uh, her son came and she said call the elders so the elders came uh, three uh, older people two women and one man and the leader of that she uh, looked at me and then said to my hostess uh, how dare you get me here for a white person how dare you anyway then she looked at me and then she changed her mind <laughs> and uh, started a ritual so she uh, she spit at me uh, 
they all uh, put mud on me and then they walked around me and sang chanted and uh, she said um round the corner there's a grave of two uh medicine men and they tell me that uh that this is an, uh, an initiation for you so um I just uh, by then I was conscious, but it was so much to take in. Anyway, they left and I stayed there for a few hours uh, to to really let it all sink in or to to, to get my uh, my body back to normal. And um, well, that was basically I, I, I felt, OK, now I'm uh, now I'm allowed to call myself a shaman. So normally the people don't do it, but for me it was necessary because I would uh, deny it or uh, not do anything with it or whatever. So those were basically the, the the formative, there were way more, but the formative things of what I'm doing now or where I am now. And or maybe I should add that I'm also, uh, I looked at many other uh, alternative medicine ways and uh, philosophies. And for instance, Buddhism really appeals to me. Um, so that's how I came to the oneness, both through the shamanism and the Buddhism. That's where I work from. So by going through this uh, quest of spiritual emergence from one level to another and integrating all these wisdoms from so many people and lands, as I understand, you came to the life of a shaman. Yes. And what, what did it mean for you? The life of a shaman? Uh, it means for me to fulfill my purpose. I really saw this, okay, it's bittersweet. I think without a husband and child, I wouldn't have done this. But this is uh, what I am to do here in this life. And... Um, so, yeah, it is the fulfilling of my purpose in life and my passion, actually. So that's quite, um, that feels very uh, rich. And I'm, uh, so I, I do want to talk a little bit about my practice. <laughs> um, I do one-on-one uh, -on -one sessions with people. And uh, I recently developed a program. It's called The Joy of Being. It's a three-month uh, transformation journey and basically in all of them uh, what I'm doing is is peeling off layers from people to to get to their true self like what I have experienced myself to, uh, and from this true self to be able uh, to see your own worth to to accept uh, what is in some parts or change or transform what what doesn't work for you um and then from there uh, my experience is and what i can really what also my message is from the other side is once you can go to your true self then you can see the interconnectedness and from there you can become one with nature one not only your own nature but nature nature and the cosmos so it's very fulfilling i think that's what i what we're here to do to have a, uh, as much as possible a fulfilling life 
that suits you or that fits you. Um, and from uh, accepting that you're a shaman and now doing this work with people and connecting them to their true self by peeling off all the layers, um, how can you describe your customers, your clients and people that come to see you uh, as, as a whole, as a way you can see humanity? What are the main things that people are struggling with or how are they evolving in your perspective? Um, well, uh, mainly the people who come to see me uh, are interested in uh, both the sp in, in a holistic approach, both the spiritual and uh, I should add that uh, uh, I'm, I'm uh, very down to earth. I love the spirituality, but it has to be in the here and the now. And uh, I, t I tend to attract people who uh, have done many, many things, other things uh, that they do know something in the self inside, uh, but want to are stuck, feel stuck, or nothing works anymore, or they tried everything and it didn't work, or maybe just in, be interested in the shamanic approach or in a holistic approach. And uh, so most people are stuck. So that's where my, my energy healing helps to get them unstuck physically. And um, uh, as I said, the peeling off of layers, I, I drum and I chant. And especially the chanting seems to really come in. And the chanting I, uh, comes just uh, naturally to me too. I just open my mouth and it comes out. And it always seems to be fitting for that moment. And of course, uh, chanting is, is nonverbal, so you, you get the vibrations of it. I'm sure you know that with music and sound, uh, sound healing, uh, a lot can be done. Um, so yeah, a lot of people are stuck, uh, stuck in, uh, in an unbalance between uh, um, the private and the, the work uh, space or uh, stuck in, in this world of uh, social media and of uh, all the, um, the enormous uh, things that are coming to us, the changes and all the impulses that come through. Uh, so to, um, uh, yeah, for that to, to become a balanced and balanced enough and grounded enough to accept those changes or, or make them work for you, that is basically uh, what's happening in my practice. So when they come um, with those feeling of stuck and being in between the worlds with everything that's come on their shoulders, with the changes that come through with social media, and they want to try in a shamanic approach uh, because of their awareness and already self-development work they've done. So when you do the work yourself, you probably have a very clear vision on how do you see the, the humanity evolving uh, within yourself as well, because you're so sensitive and intuitively connected to everything. Well, humanity evolving, that's a huge question, Valerie. Um, I'm utterly, utterly sad 
and mad sometimes at what's happening in the world at this moment with all the wars and all the cruelty. It's, it's unbelievable. And it seems that we, we as a humanity don't learn because uh, uh, there's seems that there's always been uh, uh, war in some kind. Um, so yeah, that, that really uh, makes me sad and mad, as I said. Uh, on the other hand, I do think that more and more and more people, that our consciousness is being risen once we, and I, I think really uh, coming to your true self and, and have that connection is the way for for us here and now uh, to do this and uh, it is um, uh, yeah in a way i am hopeful because it's uh, i also feel that in order to there to be changed the pendulum swings from the one side to the other from one extreme to the other and uh, stops in the middle and i guess we are still in the swinging of the pendulum but the the middle is visible the middle way uh, so um yeah i th i think we uh, i can only change the world by changing myself and do my do whatever my works for my soul but that is uh, and and if that's helping other people to to see that too or to experience that too i'm very grateful for that as i said and when you say that we it's like a pendulum that swings from extremes to find the balance so if if you are to say though you know how long have it been swinging and how more extreme can we get with where we are today from your lifetime you've probably seen the humanity been going through rounds and rounds of uh extremes how do you feel where is it now with all that swinging <laughs> well the swinging is is a movement, of course. It's it's not a, a permanent thing, or it's at the moment it's it's uh, pretty extreme. Uh, but when I when I look, uh, um, I'm very grateful to have uh, young people in my life, and I see that a lot of young people get it. They they get they have. Um, uh, they see the climate uh, changes and they are involved, they are passionate, they see the connection between uh, many things. So I think um, there's also, of course, young people who only are glued to their monitor, uh, but I think a growing member here too of young people are, are can make the difference. So. Um, uh, yes, maybe that's so. On the one uh, extreme, there's there's the wars going on. On the other extreme, there's there is the the changes going on of young people and of people like you and me who are getting conscious. So uh, yeah, I I can't uh, I don't see. I'm I'm not a medium. I can't see in the future. I can't say okay in in 2035 uh, everything is peace. No, I can't say that. I can say that now at this very moment uh there is there is hope and of course if you're in the middle of the extreme like the war then it's it, it's too difficult to, to see that I, I can totally understand that and i hope um for people in the, the extreme uh situation that they 
can uh, somehow feel a connection to nature, for instance, that they can find some solace in nature, uh, or only in looking at the moon, or, or in, in their own nature, or whatever, that they can find some solace there. So you said at the start that you are in a place of inner peace. And if you think of that pendulum, that the balance uh, is in between, and how do you feel yourself finding that balance? Do you still have those swings? Or did you uh, gratefully change your life into the space where you can easily get into the balance even between what's happening yes the latter yeah and and i can't tell you how grateful i am with that because when i start out this uh this journey i was totally uh, i was a wreck i couldn't uh, i couldn't look myself in the mirror i was all black and and uh, so yeah i am i'm very grateful for that i uh, that i have this balance and uh, yes, I get angry with with uh, the world sometimes, or with some people. I won't mention names here, <laughs> um, who are in charge. Um, but and and then I find that when I name it, like first I I, I often f- just feel it. I have a sense in my body, but then when I can name it, like oh, this is the little girl in me that doing this or that or or oh my god this is what i uh, or what i see is so ancient and and the warfaring um once i name it it seems to uh to um bubble the bubble blows up and i can get back to the balance and i'm very uh, grateful and i have i'm also grateful that I'm not in the middle of extremes so that uh, I can regulate it. I do watch the news and I read the newspaper, but I don't have it all the time. So, um, uh, yeah, I'm just... And and, um, if you would say that there's a lot of energy that's happening and because you are intuitive uh, healer, when you have an energy that bubbles you up and you feel uh explosion of something coming through how do you recognize that this is your personal or a collective energy that's in you that's unbalanced unbalancing you yeah that's a good question i i um um uh, it's it's uh, how do I say it's very clear actually when it's in my belly it's for me and when it's in my third eye it's for uh, the world or for the universe universal so yeah I have learned I had exactly the same question uh, many years ago and I have learned this uh, discernment that it is the, the physical part is for me and then the, the third basically you've learned to recognize so when there's a collective uh heaviness that's coming through your body because you're intuitive healer uh it's usually feeling in your belly no when it's collected i feel it in my third eye in your third eye third eye starts to uh to tingle and when it's you it's your body responding through the belly yeah 
Well, there's all uh, with the third eye. There's also a a bodily thing, basically. Um, but that's the main thing. When I work with somebody, for instance, and you'd have a, a pain in your shoulder, I would feel shortly a pain in my shoulder. So that's that I do feel. But yeah, generally, I can say if it's if my third eye starts to tingle, then it's the universe. And <laughs> how did you manage to understand this? Not managing you. I don't manage. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, it's an inner knowing. And uh, yes, there were times that I thought, oh, you're making it up or you're fantasize or you do this, that or the other. And then I, uh, I, I was told <laughs> there are these voices sometimes uh, like there's no difference between fantasy or intuition. Basically, it comes ultimately it comes from the same source. So, uh, yeah, I've learned to trust. Uh, and I have to say um, uh, that I get proof of the pudding <laughs> by synchronicity. There's left, right, center, there's synchronicities in my life. When I think about something, like, boop, it would pop up in, in a paper or in a word. Or, uh, yeah, it's quite miraculous that uh, there's lots of synchronicity so that I know I'm on the right, right path which is very sweet. Thank you so much for sharing this. I think it's a, it's a skill that requires for a lot of healers and intuitive and sensitive people, because most of the time we don't know if something's happening, but we could, you know, put on a lot of doubts around ourselves. Um, and I'm e eager to learn myself to recognize that feeling and energy that is coming from around and where I create that stir. So yeah. yes, that's yeah. a very good skill to have. Definitely. I'd like to say, by the way, that this whole story, I've written it down. I, I read my autobiography in Dutch and, in, and German. It's already done, but uh, in a few months, the English version will come. And, I call it, they call her facing winds, a modern shaman's quest from lost to oneness. That's uh, was great, good for me to put it on paper and uh, yeah, have it there. And, and the name, uh, can you uh, expand more on the name of the book? Ah, the facing winds. <laughs> yeah, yeah it was. Uh, um, yeah, it was a, uh, another indigenous. Uh, experience i did a sweat lodge with a, a cherokee shaman and um, who i studied with for about half a year and at the end of that uh, she did a name ceremony and she asked her uh, shaman f uh, aunt in kentucky uh, for a name for me when she described it so then we had this circle of about 30 people and uh, two other people were also given a name and my name was Facing Winds because I faced uh, what was coming towards me. And um, so I was very honored with that. And I had to go all through the, um, the circle to all 30 of them and say, oh, my name is Facing Winds, my name is Facing Winds. So by the 30th time it, it sank in, okay. <laughs> yeah, so that's why, uh, why I use that here. And I think it's, uh, 
I did face winds. It didn't come easy. So it was, uh, it's, it's appropriate. So thank you so much for sharing your journey. You're so The wisdom um, that I think we can expand more about. And if anyone's interested, you can find uh, in the link below the website and the book by Astrid. There's more to express and um and i hope to meet you in person one day that would be such an honor for me to do that i hope so too valerie and i really thank you for inviting me and i wish you lots of good luck and everything you need for this your journey thank you